0: What's going on? Say it loud podcast. It is your host, Boogie the Beast. And if you are watching this, this is the first ever video call interview. And I'm super duper excited to have a young lady on the other side of this. Thank you so much for those who are listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and now, oh, Spotify too. Hold on. Let me shout out Spotify. And now on the YouTube channel. But enough about me. We are kicking off March edition and we are kicking it off with some really dope interviews and some really dope women. And I was able to connect via Instagram because you know how I love to make my organic, hey, I want to interview you, conversations and connections with no other than the CEO
1: of Teach to Swim, Coach Anna. How you doing? Hello, Jordan. Hello, everyone. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well.
0: So like I said, uh, Coach Anna, I'm going to let her get into a little bit of her details. um, But y'all know me and how much I love swimming. So that is your only hint. And please stay tuned. So Coach Anna, a little bit about yourself. You know, where are you from? Where do you live? Uh, People have picked up on the accent already. So let us in on a little bit.
1: So yeah, my name is Anna. Um, I was born and raised in Portugal, Lisbon. Um, I'm 34 years old, Um, I'm a black woman, I'm a mom, (laughs) and I came to live uh, in UK, uh, London, when I was uh, 22 years old of age.
0: I'm very glad that you, like, emphasize I'm a black woman, so people can know black people exist overseas. A lot of people, you know, who have never left the United States um, or don't have passports, we, you kind of see people come to America and, you know, they, they have, you know, generational, like, oh, my parents were, but I'm not first generation and things like that. How do you think, uh, have you ever been to the United States? Let me ask that. Have you ever traveled across? Unfortunately not. Okay. Never okay. Been in the
1: uh, United States, never.
0: <laughs> okay. So I guess perspective then from going from like Lisbon, Lis- Lisbon, Portugal to the UK, um, the Black experience or like uh, like the Black woman experience, like what, what is that like, I guess you could say? Was it a culture shock? Was it kind of like a, a parallel, I guess you could say, from being born and raised around to going to the UK and seeing them
1: a lot more? So my experience starts in Portugal. Uh, my father is from Angola and my mom is from Cape Verde. Um, in Portugal, um, you can see um, some Black people Um, However, when I was young, it was quite difficult um, to see uh, people from um, different different countries. Um, My experience uh, in Portugal um, as a child, um, that wasn't that good (laughs) uh, because I I didn't feel that was a lot of um, representation, um, a lot of people, as the same as me. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I grew up uh, as a teenager, um, my mentality changed as well. Um, And I was more aware of um, representation, color, diversity. Um, And again, I can tell you that my experience in Portugal um, wasn't that good as well. Um, Was difficult to see uh, TV, and not see people uh, on the commercials uh, that could look exactly the same as you. It was difficult to go to the school and feel uh, apart, feeling uh, the only, almost the only child, uh, black. The black sheep, yeah, the black yeah. sheep. <laughs> nope, that, that's hey, that was me in America, so I get it. Uh, I never went to a stage that I suffered a lot of racism, um, but I was not feeling comfortable. Uh, at school, I was not feeling comfortable on my sports area. I was, not, I was not feeling comfortable to see the TV or playing with the dolls that not represented uh, myself. When I came to live in UK, uh, the diversity was bigger compared to, to Portugal. I was, fe- I was feeling that I was more, more included on, on this kind of environment. I started working as a swimming instructor then was the moment that that big impact came on my on my life on my experience as a as a person uh, as a black woman as well two different uh, type of experience but in general not very 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 good yet
0: (laughs) our experiences obviously being a lot different uh from male to female black woman to black man but always feeling like the black sheep in different perspectives in our sports in our school system and then you know going on to our career also on the back end helped us because it doesn't make us as uncomfortable sometimes as maybe an uncomfortable uh, interaction or customer service situation but we'll get into that in a little bit. I want to go back to uh, the Portugal experience when you were in high school.
1: Uh, yes. Did you swim in high school? Uh, I, I started swimming with uh, six years old. Hey uh, there we go. <laughs> That was my first um, experience as a swimmer um, at that age, um, as part of the school curriculum, uh, the school used to take us to the swimming. Yes. It's <laughs> a school. part of the curriculum. It is, yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the curriculum in school and also in UK, for example, in UK, um, the kids until, uh, 10, 11 years old, they need to be able to swim 25 meters before they leave the, the the school. Yes, So it's part of the school curriculum. Um, yes, (laughs) it's not the same in your country. (laughs) Oh my God. So I look, I,
0: and I, and I'm gonna get back to you, but I will say that, uh, my parents threw me in the water, literally threw me in the water. I think around my Maybe two, two years old, a little less. Um, and I started out like floaties and all that stuff. But I remember I swam competitive or like on a swim team for the first time at four years old. Okay. School, all my schools that I've ever been to have never had a pool at my school. So to hear you, you know, like that's a part of the curriculum. Oh, wow. man,
1: <laughs> that's fire. Yeah. That's, so, wow. <laughs> In Portugal, uh, as part of the curriculum, the school used to take us to the nearby club. They used to have a swimming pool, and that is where I start learning how to swim. Because the club was watching me swimming, and they say, okay, uh, we need to select a few students. So they invite me to swim for them, for the club, and that is my journey, journey as a swimming a swimmer. From six until, I'll say, 13 years old, I was swimming as a competitive level. And then for certain reasons, then I I quit the sports and I became swimming instructor instead, yes.
0: So over here, at least I could say like, we always get Black people don't swim. You know, we go to pool parties, but nobody's getting in the water. You know, we don't do water sports because we can't swim and things like that. When you have grown up, you know, like in, in the way that I hear you did, where it's mandatory and things like that, do you guys still have that negative narrative of Black people don't swim? Or, or even, you know, if you want to just touch on the part of, when you joined the swim team, how many other, you know, women of color were there?
1: That's a very interesting question. So in Portugal, I never came to that narrative that Black people don't know how to swim. I only came to that narrative when I came to live in UK. When I was younger, I never felt that my swimming instructors used to look at me di- differently However, my colleagues <laughs> and other people around that used to go, to come to the competition to watch her swimming, yes, they used to, to look at me differently. So as a Black woman, I used to suffer a lot of comments, especially when I used to compete. Comments such as, okay, if you dive, the chocolate from your body is going to melt. So that kind of comments. Maybe this place is not for you, but... I never came to that narrative that Black people don't know how to swim because of bone density, for example. I never came to that narrative in Portugal, only in UK. When I did the swimming instructor course in Port, uh, in UK.
0: And how old were you when you did that? 22, 23, you're saying?
1: So I started teaching in Portugal with we 16 years old. But when I came to the UK, my qualification, they said that was not valid. So I need to retake it so i was about i'll say 22 years old yes when i did again my uh, qualification and i was shocked with that information in terms of that black people don't know how to swim because i've been swimming for ages <laughs> and right my father as well my family as well and yeah. i was very 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 shocked with that information especially because that information was coming from the teachers so from that stage, there was already telling uh, the students that in the future, they will become swimming instructors, that black people don't know how to swim because of bond density. So if you see black kids on the swimming pool that don't know how to float, don't worry. It's normal. You don't need to go there and teach them how to do it because of the bone density. I was like, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> they were is- already
0: <laughs> just marking it out. Like, you know, if they're black, like, don't worry about teaching them to float. Just keep pushing forward with them.
1: Yes, unfortunately, that was the message that uh, they were sending to the future swimming instructors. Uh, I was wow. completely uh, shocked. I could not understand the, the reason why. For me, it doesn't make sense at all. And I was even more shocked because that people will become swimming instructors in the future. And the way that they were treating the kids on the swimming pool, I could see the difference. There was not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And why, why, why would you want to go back? You know what I'm saying? Like, like as a, as somebody who's getting taught lessons, let's just say it's like, yeah, man, I really loved it. I want to go back. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, well, I never learned how to float. So I can't teach somebody how to float. You know, that, that could become the perspective or, you know, this kid can float, but I can't. So something's wrong with me. So I don't, I don't even want to go back anymore. That's crazy.
1: It's easy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I guess moving from doing, doing the big move, Um, Becoming an instructor, did you only instruct? Did you lifeguard as well for a little bit? Um,
1: Yes, I did uh, lifeguarding as well. Um, uh, I never did diving. It's something that I still have afraid to do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did lifeguarding, water polo, swimming, competitive teaching. Oh, so
0: you, yeah, you've been all around the aquatic world. (laughs) I've been all
1: around. (laughs) Because I like to get the skills from everywhere. So I think that is very, very important to get the skills.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and if you don't mind me, what, what made you make the move? Was it just for um, better career advances, uh, to try a new place? You know, I guess moving from, you know, Portugal to, to the UK for a lot of people, again, same thing as people moving from state to state here in America or from overseas um, is a big jump. You know, what made you take that first leap of uh, leaving home?
1: All right. So in Portugal, at the time that I left, the financial situation wasn't that good. So I came to the UK to study and also for better job opportunities. So that was my main reason to to come to the to the UK. Of course, because I had that passion for sports since young age, special for swimming. When I was in UK, my wish was to continue with that swimming industry. So that's why. I became, again, swimming instructor, yes. Gotcha, gotcha, all right.
0: And we are back, say it loud. It is still your host, Boogie the Beast. It is still your favorite coach in the UK, Coach Anna. Coach Anna, first and foremost, um, obviously you have an accent, obviously you say in Portugal. How many languages do you speak?
1: So in Portugal, we speak Portuguese <laughs> uh, because my mom is from Cape Verde. I speak a bit of Creole from Cape Verde and English. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. <laughs> I, I always think it's such a crazy thing. Um, so I've actually only, I've been to Barcelona twice, but I've never been anywhere else in Portugal. But um, I was going to say, you know, when you go overseas, anybody who knows English attacks like four of the languages with it because it's like, yeah, I know a little bit of Spanish, English. French, Dutch, uh, and then if, you know, like you're like talking about, like they have, you know, like their parents are from somewhere else, that's about two other language, like, so I just had to get that out of there, I, I'm always <laughs> envious of that, because I stuttered through Spanish, so. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> so speaking about, you know, like you said earlier, um, grasping and grabbing as much as you can around aquatic knowledge, aquatic uh, education, and also being an athlete yourself around water, you started and founded a business called You Teach to Swim, and I get to sit down with the CEO and ask a little bit about it. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how this came and, you know, where you're at?
1: Right. So the project, project uh, You Teach to Swim starts at beginning of 2020. And I start this project together with uh, two other friends uh, from Brazil. They are house swimming instructors. We work, work together for a very long time. We start this project because um, we consider it an absurd how much a person pays for a swimming lesson uh, in the UK. Can, also- you, can you tell
0: us a little bit about how much that is? About? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, uh, we we can do this on the pounds. You can do it in pounds if you need to. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. Right. In how long, my so, like time-wise?
1: If if, if you are looking for a private lesson, I'll say one-to-one lesson or two-to-one lesson, you pay minimal uh, 50 pounds for half an hour. I can say that roughly goes between uh, 50 to 70 pounds for half an hour lesson.
0: That's $66 American, everybody. Just give me a heads up, 50 pounds. I, I, I had my, my calculator out, but anyways.
1: All well <laughs> For 30 minutes? For 30 minutes. Yes, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So imagine a family with one child is too high, it's too expensive. A family with two, three kids. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot. We was very concerned about that uh, because in my country, in Portugal or in Brazil, the price are not uh, compared to that at all. Also, um, another reason because we start the you teach to swim is because we was uh, shocked with the discrepancy of the ethnicities of the children and adults that we used to teach. So for example, on the school that we teach, in about I'll say 500 kids, you have one person, one child or one adult, that is black or Indian from a different ethnicity that is not white. So it's like finding like a diamond. <laughs> 500 <laughs> to one,
0: 500 to one yes. ratio.
1: I've been working oh. for a very long time in a private industry on the swimming. I have, for example, like three kids or four kids that are not white, are from a different background and ethnicity. Yeah, we was like, what's going on here? <laughs> and this needs to, to be changed as well. Also, for parents that cannot afford to pay the the swimming lessons, we were as well very sad that they didn't have enough skills to teach their kids at least uh, the survival technique, especially because of terms of uh, droning. There's a very high percentage of uh, children, of people, that die because of droning. And we know that there's a lot of people that cannot afford that because the lessons are expensive. So as uh, you teach to swim, we was thinking, OK, we need to provide at least that tools for everyone to have access to that and teach their kids survival techniques. So basic uh, swimming skills and that tools will be available for everyone, independently of their gender, financial situation. Because I'm from Portugal, they are from Brazil. We understand completely. Yeah, you understand it. And independently of their yeah, ethnicity. We like to provide all the tools, access to that information uh, so they will be able to, to teach them how to swim. Yes, yeah, so that was the main reasons uh, because we like to house to more access. More access. As well, it's not only just about ethnicity, financial situation, but also uh, because I'm graduated in special education needs and disability, I know that... The majority of the teachers, especially here in UK, they don't know how to deal with children with special uh, special needs. The you teach to swim will also provide the tools for the teachers to be able uh, to provide a better lessons for children with uh, special needs. Yes, yeah, so that that's is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Super
0: shout out to you guys. That's, that's amazing. And I, and I love that, you know, it's all about, like you're saying, you're giving access. Like we might not be able to go to everybody's house. You might be on this side of the country. You might be up this side of the world, but we're giving you the the, the booklet, the pamphlet, the, the program to be able to do this. Um, <clears throat> I guess from being an instructor who has worked hands-on and now creating this program along with uh, your other uh, founders, you know, What's been the benefit, I guess, or yeah, I'll just start with what's been the benefit of being able to access more people online versus like having to stress, like I can drive two out, like an hour and a half to get to you. And then I have to be here for a 30 minute. And then I need to go over here for another 30 minute. Um, What's been the greatest access part of being able to reach more people online?
1: Yeah. So uh, being um, online school has been Amazing, honestly. We are able to reach more people globally. And like you said, they don't need to live uh, nearby me. They don't need to be on the same country as me. Uh, Since that we speak different language like Portuguese. I was just (laughs) going to say
0: that next. You guys speak all the languages that can be accessed. (laughs)
1: That's it. So we can reach even more people without being physical uh, next to, to, to them. So we are able to meet a lot of people from around the the world and also acknowledge their individual uh, stories and also swimming experience. And from them, uh, from there, we are able to help them and trigger their fears, for example, and to understand mentally, how can we help them to overtake that fears and be able to to learn how to swim? Yes.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. No, that's, I think that's, that's really dope. Um, When it comes to, I guess like the uh, like the portion about being online. You're, are you are they like setting up the camera next to a pool, or is it only like you sit down with the parent, and then sometimes you'll sit down with the parent and kid and teach them hand positions, or you know, can you can you give a little bit, you know, because you know there might be some people out here that want to buy the program. You know, can you give a little bit of how how it works?
1: Right. So this project um, was supposed to provide uh, videos with the tool. So for example, I am in the pool, I'm demonstrating with a child how, for example, parents can teach their own child uh, how to swim. So we provide uh, videos and also uh, we provide the the computer if uh, the person has access to have a computer or a mobile phone. So we have that two variations. If the person has access to a computer, internet, we can deliver the lesson online. But we are aware that a lot of people don't have a computer at home or don't have access to the internet. So we also provide the videos where they can access anywhere or the book. So we provide different type of tools. so You meet people where they it. need it. That's it. So people can access differently. Yes.
0: That's awesome. That's, that's dope. And I, I guess to, to hit more to home when you said you know, you're using a child when you're in the water. I'm assuming, you know, you're teaching your daughter or son to be a water baby at this point.
1: <laughs> well, she's 11 now.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> well, uh, then she's a true swimmer by now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's already a swimmer, but I do have a nephew, for example, um, he's five month years old, he's now ready. So we teach him wow. the basic skills, starting at home on the bath, he's already comfortable, adapt to the water, so it's amazing. As soon as you start with your child, it's easier for for them to, yeah. to learn how
0: to swim. And uh, and the last question about this part, I guess that I want to ask is, um, oh, I just had it. Oh, you know, a lot, every swim instructor and everybody's gonna approach differently. But uh, if you were, if a parent were to come up to you and ask, because I hear it a lot, like I'll hear it a lot, is like, how long till my kids able to swim? Oh. You know, <laughs> I, I, I want my kid to be able to to jump in the water and swim by themselves in, in two weeks. What's up? Um, how long would you say the average kid we'll say uh we'll say two to four years old? We'll say like child, you know, before they hit like five or six and like their minds are changing. The two to four age range, how uh yeah, how how long do you think it would take? You normally
1: <laughs> i need to or be honest you say, with you i need to be honest with you please I'm do. Going to give you the same answer that i give to the parents please uh, do <laughs> depends of the child uh, depends of many factors um and depends um how mentally uh the child uh, will be ready and prepared uh to be in that environment uh, which is uh, the pool so we have kids for example with two years old Um, During uh, summer holidays, the parents took them to to, to holidays and they decide to jump to the pool. So they are traumatized and then takes longer for them to learn how to swim. They need to build up the trust between the teacher uh, first because Mm -hmm. if they are not able to build up that trust uh, with the teacher, they're not gonna do anything. So depends of the the child, Um, we need to also to adapt, to the needs of the child as well uh, is going to be on their own time not on my time so when the person or the child is ready to learn how to swim is going to be on their own time so it depends yeah. so with two four years old sometimes they progress very quick very fast and then suddenly for some reason the parents take them one thing
0: <laughs> it takes one thing and then all of a sudden
1: pow yep. oh <laughs> Completed. I
0: let my kid jump without a floaty.
1: Oh, yes. yeah.
0: it's, it's so a traumatic.
1: It is. Yes. So um, it,
0: yes. Depends on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a real answer. Cause I mean, I, I look, sometimes I'm just like as, as committed as they're going to be, it's not only about me cause I'm going to show up and I'm going I'm to give you what I have. I'm, I'm going to be here on time. Every time, sometimes yes. I'll stay a little bit longer, you know, five to 10 minutes if I have the time. Um, But it's, it's all up to the kid, you know, sometimes parents don't um, necessarily get that because it's like an instant versus a, like an overtime. Um, Now for vice versa, back to you teach to swim, um, you know, for a parent, that's like, I want to buy this program and take my child from uh, never touching the water until, you know, quote unquote swimming. How long would you say the average program is also then for For people going on to watch the videos or things like that?
1: Yeah, so um, we deliver a different type of package. Um, So the first package is adaptation to the water. So everything starts at home. So the way that you buff your child will make a big difference. Um, For example, um, in Portugal, we don't teach the children how to blow bubbles in the water. It's something that is already natural. Uh, you do that at home on your bath, okay? You shower them. Um, but I realized that, for example, here in UK, we have kids with 12 years old. They never put the face under the water. They never wet uh, their hair. So everything starts from, from, from home. Um, so we deliver different type of package. The first package, um, the content has 10 lessons, is adaptation to the water. Half an hour uh, with your child at home doing the exercise is more than enough once a week. However, we always say that as more consistent as you do will be better. So, repetition yeah. after repetition after repetition. Um, so, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So, like I said to you, it depends on the age of the child, um, the abilities as well, uh, the needs. But I'll say that with the adaptation to the water, in about ten lessons, you are able to to do that uh, easily. Yeah, um, I like
0: yeah. I like that you know give it to them in segments so that it's not like an overwhelming or you know uh, you know kind of freaking out or like I got this whole package we got to get through it in one summer kind of thing. Uh, um, you no, know,
1: work on work out on their own time only when they are ready. Uh, and also um, is a build-up of relationships between Mm -hmm. parents and children, for example. Because as an instructor, I realized that we teach a lot of children how to swim, uh, but when they go for holidays with their parents, uh, the parents, they don't know what to do with them Um, during summer. uh, They go to a swimming pool, they don't know what to to do. Um, And they are not able to also build up that relationship and that bond with their child um in yeah a little distant probably, yeah yeah being
0: distant and, and i guess you know some people may say but you know how's it been for 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 covid you know like you said, you started this business 2020 you know uh <laughs> 20, 2020 uh, a year ago wait almost to the oh, almost to the day like a year ago almost to the day um how, how's the covid experience been you know as, as a business starter
1: All right. Um, So, as a business, the COVID uh, brought us some good, positive and negative. Um, I'll start with the positive.
0: Always. (laughs) We love positive.
1: The positive part is that gave us more time um, to make the product better than we was uh, supposed to, to do at the beginning. We also met a lot of people, fantastic people, all over this year, um, which gave us more skills and more knowledge in terms of how to deliver the products and how to approach uh, more people uh, globally. Um, Unfortunately, um, the lockdown in London uh, is being a bit tricky for us. So we've been locked for a very long time now, all the swimming pools are closed. And um, to finish our program with the videos that I was um, telling you at the beginning, um, it's been quite difficult. So we start. You guys um, been
0: breaking in the pools? Y'all been breaking in the pools, huh?
1: A bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta we do. Start
1: with it. <laughs> so that's why we didn't completely finish that project. Um, but we are fine with that um, because when it's going to be ready, it's gonna be good. So yeah. that is our thought uh, so about uh, the COVID and, and the business. Go ahead, go ahead. We hope that uh, the program can help a lot of people um, how to swim. And yeah, regardless of the COVID or not, um, I think that they are able to learn that skills, even from home. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean that and that's the most important, especially when we start to readapt, you know, what that may look like or adapt to social interaction again. Um, swimming can be a great access to sounds like you guys have a ton of public pools, you know, or like kids going back to school and you know, like you have to be able to trust somebody who doesn't look like your mom, dad, brother, sister, or who's been in the house with you guys. Um how long have you guys been back on lockdown or What's like, like? what does that look like for you guys right now? Because, you know, the states count. are starting to open <laughs> up. You say you lost, lost your count? count?
1: Oh. But, <laughs> but in terms of uh, lock, lockdown, complete lockdown, where the swimming pools are closed, uh, this is our third lockdown. Uh, we've been now in a lockdown since December, and we are going to reopen the swimming pools on the 12th of April. So it's going to be four or five months. we have a swimming pool close so which is a long long time yes and previously it was exactly the same like uh two months and on the previous the first one was a five month as well so it's been like up and down yes
0: (laughs) and and I guess last question about that and, and we'll and then we're leaving the COVID cooties behind um outside of swimming you know how have you been able to to keep yourself kind of like, mentally going forward or, uh, you know, just just sustaining during the, the COVID times, being a business and, like, being away from the water? For me, if I'm away from the water too long, I start to itch. So, you know, just kind of hearing, you know, how have you been able to, to cope or to deal or build around it?
1: So, uh, Jordan, for me, uh, the water, the swimming pool environment is my place, is where I dive... <laughs> I forgot about the world outside. If I have a problem when I'm in the pool, everything is out <laughs> completely. So coping mentally is being quite difficult. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, special because we are going in in. <laughs> and out all the time when you have the first lockdown okay that's fine we are good when you have the second one it's mm, all right when you have the third one restarting is the hardest part <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not funny my bad but you're just like i, mm. I, I
1: was like oh yes. no <laughs> <laughs> i know but um yeah so i think that the hardest part is uh, restarting special for someone that um, has their um, ambitions, the goals in terms of competing, in terms of teaching. I know that a lot of kids are not swimming, so they for sure um, are going a lot of steps back. And we need to start over again with them mentally, physically, and it's gonna be not just hard for me, but hard for them. Um, Mm. And yes, uh, sometimes it's quite difficult to go outside because of the weather. It's raining all the time in London. So not good. (laughs) Um, But yes, like I said to you, hopefully the swimming pools are going to be open soon and I can dive again and be on that my world uh, of swimming without thinking about problems, without thinking about anything else. (laughs)
0: Coach Anna, last part about this. 2021 is here. You got your business going. You're a year in now. Um, we're almost back to the water. We're almost back to everything going on. Um, where, where do you want to see the end of 2021 at for, for you teach to swim? You know, when you sat down with you and your other, uh, uh founders or, uh, co-owners, um, you know, where, where does that look like for you guys?
1: So, um, I think that's definitely we want, um, to grow as, um, as a person, especially, and as a company. So I think that some um, challenge, some barriers needs to be over, especially the lessons that are expensive um, needs to be accessible to everyone. Representation, a lot. Um, I think that uh, the swimming industry um, is mainly um, represented from one certain group, so we want more groups to be there. Uh, representing their their people as well. Um, And as a company, uh, we want to provide as many tools and many information that we are able to do it. So people from everywhere will be able to learn um, safety skills, Uh, will be able to go for holidays with their family without any problems in terms of uh, droning Uh, And we want people um, with special education needs and disability to be able to have the proper swimming lessons. So the teachers, they need to be able to provide a professional and knowledgeable lesson to children and adults with special education needs and disabilities. Yes,
0: That's amazing. And and that's all achievable. I think, you know, what what you guys are doing with, uh, especially during a time of COVID as another blessing is like, Parents had to become the teachers. And here you are, you know, delivering a program where they can also take what they've learned or use this as another way of being able to be hands on with their kids. And, and at the end of the day, spending time with them um, is right. very important, especially for kids within the special needs neurodiverse um, spectrum and things like that. So that's super, super amazing. Uh, I always ask this one question. I got one last question for you, and I'm done. Um, so this question always changes, obviously, depending on who I'm talking to, but the uh, the prompt for you is um, your business has grown worldwide um, and it's, you don't have to treat it like a TED talk, but it, unless you want to, um, <laughs> but you're sitting in front of, a, let's say you're sitting in front of a, a crowd of instructors, um, small, small audience, and you walk out on that stage or you walk out in front of them and, you know, you just really want to give them a word of advice from where you started to where you are now, um, to just giving them hope or inspiration. As far as you know, I know what you're going through, young black woman. I know what you're going through, young black mother. I know what you're going through, black instructor, especially in this country or as you go back. Um, and I want you to be able to pick which language that you're going to say it in. You can say it <laughs> English. You can say it in Portuguese. Um, all we ask is if you, if, you know, if you do it in Portuguese, just give us a tidbit of what you said at the end in English. But obviously, you have a huge following um, across and over there, overseas. Uh, so, want to make sure that those who maybe don't speak as strong as English, this part is especially for them. Um, so, just a a brief moment of motivation to Perfect. a young, you know, anybody. <laughs> so, the floor is
1: yours. Perfect. So, I will first do it in Portuguese. Yes. Then, <laughs> after, I will translate it uh, to English, okay? Um, Olá a todos. Eu só quero falar para não terem medo de serem quem vocês são. Não importa o que é que os outros falam sobre ti. Nunca desistas dos teus sonhos. Uh, vai em frente. E boa sorte para todas as mães e pais. Porque vocês são uh, verdadeiramente uns heróis que apoiam os vossos filhos em todos os momentos. obrigada. <laughs> right. yes, <Yeah! So, laughs> I didn't understand a word. <laughs> and about the last word, did you understood or not really? <laughs> they said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Oh, Very good, Jordan. <laughs> so, um, in Zoom, in English, I was saying, um, don't be afraid to follow your dreams. Uh, don't worry about what people um, are talking about uh, yourself. Um, just go uh, for it. Um, don't, don't be feared. Um, for every mom and dad uh, over there, um you are a hero. Keep supporting your child uh, all the way until the end. All the best. Thank you.
0: There we <laughs> yeah, go. More
1: that. <laughs> I was trying that to say, really <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, hey, again, uh, thank you so much, especially with the, the time difference. Um, I like sprung it on you. I was like, I got to sit down. I want to have an interview with you. Um, and again, like letting us understand your approach, uh, your perspective into it. I mean, I hope more people not only um, over there can hear more about it um, and got you in front of the camera, but also people over here who again, might not be comfortable yet being in front of people, um, but you deliver the program globally. So how do we stay in contact with you? Um, How do we reach out to you? How do we send your flowers? How do we buy the program?
1: Right, so we have got on the Instagram, uh, the page uh, you teach to swim. Um, We also have a website, uh, that is under construction at the moment um, from you teach to Swim. And my personal contact, uh, you can also go on the Kiana underscore uh, swimming. And any questions that you have, you can always uh, send me any message and I'll be there for you. And I will answer to your questions. I got
0: one last question I forgot to ask you. So Anna <laughs> <Yes>. and Kiana... <laughs> don't really connect for me at least can you explain where the beginning one comes from again because that is so dope (laughs) of
1: course i'll explain to you (laughs) (laughs) so um my name is anna uh however on my personal instagram i have key anna the reason why is because my father is from angola and in angola um there's a story about a little mermaid uh and her name is Kianda. So I just link the name uh, Ki (laughs) from Kianda uh, with the name Anna. So that's why it's Kianna. Yes. But if you go, if you Google it, (laughs) you can hear all the story about uh, Kianda. I love it. I I
0: just, I, I just had to let everybody know black mermaids exist. Okay. Black mermaids
1: exist. Yes.
0: And you're sitting in front of one right here, but again, (laughs) just to clarify, it's you teach to swim with a U not Y O U for everybody who's listening. Right.
1: So it's you mm -hmm, and then teach to swim. Yes. All right.
0: Perfect. Well, Hey, thank you so much for sitting down with us, spending the day with us, um, you know, happy, Oh, it's still Wednesday. I'm tripping. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday for everybody who's listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you guys are listening to this uh, Thursday, my bad, I had to think about that. Or whenever you guys listen to this, the most important part is drowning is 100% preventable and children of color, at least in the United States for this statistic, are a five to one ratio to drowning. Um, So make sure you get your kids out there parents it's never too late to learn how to swim the access is there, you have the teachers, we have affordable um, accountability and ways of getting it done. If you want to be your own kids teacher we have the programs for you with you teach to swim, if you have you know access to a pool, we have instructors for you and if not you guys have two people of representation right here on this episode that are pushing forward. And as we continue to grow, thank you so much for helping our legacies. This is Say It Loud. And as always, last two things, stay black and wash your ass. Love y'all. I'll talk to you soon. Say it loud. Say it loud. Oh, yeah.
1: I see pride. Say it loud. Podcast. I am
0: Boogie the Beast Revolutionary My DJ ah, Take 2 Revolutionary
1: Icy see pride Stay it loud Podcast